Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better Podcast. Today is Sunday, November 11th, 2018. I'm Will Sandstead. I'm Tony Johnson. And uh, we're going to give you a, a pretty decent podcast here. I think we got a nice little layout going right here. Uh, up here in Minnesota, we have had some snow. Uh, makes it colder. We can store our uh, beers outside now. I got yep. a Coors Light with Blue Mountains. I've got a Surly Furious. I'm going to make sure. I've already opened mine, though, so we're going to have to just rely on Will. There we go. So as uh, you're hopefully listening to this on Sunday or commuting on Monday morning, just uh, at this point I'm cracking beers and you're going into work. Refreshing. Uh, beautiful. So first up, Tony, uh, this week was the kickoff for events mode. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting kickoff. I think yes. uh, there was some good things and some bad things. Uh, but I think that's, I mean, not that IT intended for there to be bad things, but I think they understood that it was kind of a test week. And they've, yeah. they've even kind of acknowledged that. And they're going to take this week off to kind of analyze the data and see how it went. And then uh, we'll be back at it next week uh, for another events mode. So events mode, it was capped at five entries per day and it was handicapped. So were you banging like crazy? Were you getting in your five contests per day? No. Oh. I was, uh, I played one on Monday. And I shot a two better, and I got 28th. Oh, so you got a tee or a ball back? Some, one of those. I'm not sure which. I didn't even bother to that's look. A, that's a special $5 tee or $5 golf ball right uh, there. And then uh, the basically I think I would have had to shoot like a, an 11 better to win my contest. Uh, but, you know, I, ultimately I don't, I don't know that these, these contests are, this at least this mode of events mode uh, is intended for people like us. Right? Yeah. It's intended for the people that are kind of the, I'd, I'd say, 10 to 18 handicappers, I think, is the sweet spot. Now, we did see some, uh, some really good play for some, from some people with some really bad handicaps, so yes. it might be intended for them as well. Uh, well I'd be interested to see if uh, those players are allowed to play anymore uh, because we had a, we've had a couple contests that were posted on Facebook where the winner was minus 30. Uh, that's with handicap. So that one of those what, was that Haas or JoJo Evan Gossett? No, uh, I don't even remember what the name was. <laughs> it was initials. Uh, they shot a minus one with a and they had a minus twenty nine handicap. So that comes out to minus thirty. Congrats on uh, clearly the best round of your life. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Sounds like a juicy uh, setup. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> what well, What was interesting is I I have put this on Facebook, but I think it. I have no problem with them doing a handicap contest. Yeah, I yeah, not not at all. Not at I all. I think that's it's a good thing, and if they want to do that once a month for one of the weeks, great. And uh, and ultimately, I, I could make the argument that if they if they even if they even if it was one hundred percent of the time handicap tournaments, mm-hmm. um, that might lead to the reorganization of prize play mode brackets. Yeah, because then the events mode might be more tailored to the lesser player, and then they might just roll everybody into the same price play brackets. That would be interesting. You're uh, talking one division here, potentially. Yeah, one division, <laughs> uh, which would be interesting. But uh, but ultimately, I, I think, in my opinion, their, their mistake, or, it's, again, they, they've treated it as a test mode a little bit, so it's hard mm-hmm. to say mistake, but what I think ended up making the scores a lot better than people would have expected. Lots of minus nines, minus eights, minus sevens uh, that were winning contests or getting top threes or fours. Uh, was the fact that it was on agave. It was exclusively agave all week, which is the most straightforward, easiest course. Um, and also, they dialed down the wins. So they re- yeah. they used what they said uh, pro tee boxes, so regular tee boxes, but then they, they said uh, medium wins, or I can't remember exactly what they said, but it was clearly dialed down wins. 
And so uh, it, it ended up leading to scores that were a lot better than people's normal handicap. So I don't, I don't think it's and, – and if I'm someone – I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a 10 handicapper. Yeah. Right? I, I'm, I'm someone that plays a couple rounds a week with some buddies, probably not caring all that much while I'm playing. Yeah. Like, I want to I score well, but if I don't, whatever. Yeah, happy hour after work, you're just enjoying time out with your boys. Because I know I'm not going to win money anyway. Yeah. But now that I'm in a mode where, oh, I might win something because it's handicapped, I'm going to pay way more attention, so I'm not going to give away strokes. And then in addition, I've got a much lower wind. So I think that's why we saw so many scores in the minus 5 to minus 9 range. And as a, as a banger or a jobber, whatever you want to call it, like, it's just an impossible score for us to get. Right? Agreed. I, Agreed. I was a 30 handicap. Will, you were a 29. We're not going to shoot 34s. <coughs> on agave it's just not going to happen and so uh in that way it was it was geared towards those like i said t- i think 10 to 18 handicappers yeah my interpretation I, I think your point is incredibly valid where if it decided to do this one out of every four or five weeks you know during the month or if this was a secondary thing where if they could have a handicap tournament in events mode going all the time while they had a regular events mode going that wasn't handicapped, I think that could potentially, you know, grow the game in yeah. terms of folks all of a sudden going into their bar, they swipe a player card, and as opposed to having the usual zero to five dollars in it, they hit a tourney or two or got some good places, all of a sudden they got twenty, twenty five bucks, they're gonna feed that back in. Yeah. And I think over the course of time, if you did have more of these handicaps tournaments going, over that course of time you would see these handicap scores getting a lot more realistic now that that doesn't include the fact you know someone may uh go get a starbucks gift card or whatever and start <laughs> yeah. uh, trying to game the system that way but to your point i think over the course of time as it starts tweaking this and putting in stipulations whether it's 10 previous play you know games played on golden tea is just going to help it uh i don't know i, I guess smooth out the process of uh, some of these crazy scores and get people closer to their truer handicap as, as long as they can, you know, kind of police that system. Yeah, I, yeah, I think ultimately, and, and that, assuming no one's cheating, I think that this will actually end up boosting people's handicaps and make it a little bit more even. Uh, we've got live updates here happening during the podcast. We uh, Last week we got the information from Kevin Lindsay uh, about, uh, about uh, the uh, daily contest for the week. We asked him this morning and we just got an update. Uh, he hasn't actually sent it over yet, but i got to respond here. So, Will, do you do some talking? <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Lindsay, it, it sounds like on a Sunday morning, it's uh, 1045 Central Time. Sounds like he's working again on the weekend. I mean, he might still be in his pajamas. He may have not even gone to bed yet. Uh, he, he's a young and he can go pretty hard. Uh, we just want to give a shout-out to Don, Adam, Kevin Lindsay, the folks over at IT who have been really cool with helping us get some information so we can uh, break that to you. Uh, unfortunately, we did get scooped uh, earlier today, early on a Sunday morning. I wasn't anticipating that, and we'll uh, we'll get to that coming up here shortly. But I'm just really happy that, you know, Adam got his promotion, Kevin Lindsay, they're, they're very on the forefront of this. Mm-hmm. They post on Facebook, to your point, they're talking about events mode. Hey, this is a test. We're kind of seeing what we can do. And I think this week's events mode with Handicap was a lot more straightforward where it was just very similar to live play 50 person contest you're entering in and basically the only adjustable is the t's are pro the winds are knocked down so they are tinkering with the winds they are tinkering with the t's and then they're just flipping it to handicap scores 
And then there was a, I think Danny Boy uh, started this thread on on Facebook. He he said, "What are some? Let's hey, throw out some ideas." For oh, the official mode. idea, the thread, official yeah. idea thread. And then, but within there, you know, uh, Adam Kramer did confirm that already on the schedule is a is a extremely or an extremely extreme wind uh, setup or week. Uh, someone said all 19 wins, and Adam Kramer said it's on the roadmap or something like that. So yeah. uh, they are going to crank up the wins. They'll, I mean, they're going to play with a lot of things. I'm sure they've got a whole whiteboard full of ideas of things they can do with uh, with events mode. Uh, so uh, yeah, look forward to seeing that. I, I think it'll be interesting to see once you know we, we don't know exactly how next week's events mode is gonna is gonna work. Well, we got a week off, correct? Yeah, a week off to so analyze next data. week. I'm already yeah. kind of in this week. You're all good. So next week. Uh, starting the, the week of Thanksgiving, basically. Um, I think the, they've said that they're going to preview the remastered courses. So my, my speculation is that it's a, a week-long, your-best-score event. That's my guess. Um, I, I'm guessing they're not going to have us play, you know, they're not going to treat it like prize play. Um, it'll be interesting to see pushback from people that got used to handicap mode yeah, all, and of, all sudden, of a sudden. And they're not plugged in, they're not listening to the podcast, they're not on Facebook, and all of a sudden they're like, what the heck, why is there a completely different event this week? Yeah. Um, but uh, So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, my, my interpretation, they are obviously doing standard kind of like live prize play right now. 50-person contest, once that 50th person is, boom, it rolls to a new contest. Uh, I think they will test out something longer to a your weekly. point. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think there's... Yeah, I, they want to still treat it a little bit like a test. Like, hey, we got to test all the things that we can do, and I—that's that's my speculation. Yeah, because they're not going to want to show us all the holes anyway. Yeah. So, so to your point, I, I was going to say that is that I, I think a week-long contest number one makes sense, where they probably take nine from Crawdad and nine from Pine Meadow. And yeah, if you want to play more and try to you know hone in on these or treat it like a daily. I mean, in essence, I think it'll be like a week-long daily where, yeah, if you want to go after that huge top prize or whatever, you're going to play a bunch of games. But uh, my opinion, depending on prize pool and so forth, I'll probably play it two, three times if that is the format, same conditions over the course of a week. Well, it would be interesting. I, I mean, with the daily, we know ahead of time what the prize pool is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the daily used to work, I mean, it's been a while, but it used to be self-funding on that day. The progressive, yeah. It, but, uh, so... Man, I don't. It's been so long. I don't even remember. But whatever the, however many games were played that day is what the prize pool got up to. I think is the way it well, used to it, work, right? It kept so is that how events mode is going to be? Like, so if if there's five thousand unique entries on the uh, events mode weekly, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, does that mean the prize pool is five thousand or something a little bit less than that? They got a fun worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see whether it, they treat it as progressive because my impression is they can't do that with certain states. It can't be a progressive for the max, which payoffs. is why they went yeah. away from it originally. Um, this, this, so now they have to es- essentially lock it in two weeks ahead of time, which is fine. But it'll be curious to see what they actually put the prize pool at for this. It might have something to do with how many rounds are played this week. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's interesting. We uh, we kind of did some research in terms of this week's events mode, and we think right now, as of here Sunday morning, November eleventh, that there have been approximately. A thousand, excuse me, 130, maybe 140 of this week's tournaments on agave in handicap mode. Now that would put us at approximately 6,500 unique individual games played. So I, I think that's a that's a pretty solid number. Yeah. Well, well it's hard to say. I, I think um, 
that's probably this type of mode is probably going to be although people are just getting used to it this type of mode is probably going to be the most played because you're going to get a lot of those lower handicap guys mm -hmm. playing a lot of rounds now granted a lot of us Higher handicap guys did not, right? Yeah, m maybe played one or two just to experiment. I played one, you played two. Right. It definitely kept a lot of the volume players away from it, but hopefully took some of those lower volume players where they may have only played one or two a day, and all of a sudden they're transitioning from prize play and have a better shot at cashing in handicap and maybe playing three, four, five. And obviously I, the cap was at five per day this week. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. that. I think that's a really interesting thing that they're clearly playing around with because currently we can play... What, if it's a daily, we can play unlimited. If it's a regular prize play, we can play up to 50, 10 per course. Um, I think the cap on events mode could be really interesting because ultimately I think they want to give a lot of different types of players a chance to win money. Mm -hmm. And no, even if you made it regular, you throw some sort of wrinkle in there, but you made it regular prize play, if you put a cap on it at like four or five games that's going to weed out a lot of i mean the volume players will play it but there's only so many volume players so as yeah. long as the contests are filling quickly i think uh you'll get a it'll be a lot like uh a no division prize play which i think is uh would be interesting yeah yeah if, if they capped it even for the bangers had a nice prize pool where the bangers are chasing it and the better players and the volume players but then capped it at to your point five six seven games all of a sudden, you can't have your little eight gamers bud or your little yeah. thirteen gamers bud yeah. uh, trying to get all those fulls dialed in. So, another topic I wanted to bring up here, if we transition away from events mode, if you're fine with that, if you didn't have anything else nope, to cover, I'm good. Um, you're a resident homeowner here at the Podmore Get Better Studios. We've got a bunch of commercial units here that we play here at the Burnsville Station. Obviously, you're a homeowner. You've got your 2019 yep, updated got it, got at it this home. Week. Yep. Uh, haven't I actually I've played it I played a bunch of invites this week um, I haven't played a ton of regular kind of quote-unquote regular play at home mm -hmm. to do a lot of the experimenting that I that I will eventually do in terms of uh, the different clubs and the different balls uh, I've just been kind of knocking out invites reason being is this time of year there's a lot more invites than yeah. than the rest of the year uh, as the homeowners get our machines updated uh, homeowners are wanting to you know it's the way that we can play for prizes at home and yeah. so the if there's no homeowner contest going, then there's a lot of invites flowing around, and and some of them are purely homeowner invites, uh, but you know there's a lot of other. I think as the homeowner invites ramp up, so are the you know the invites for for kind of quote unquote public players as well. And so a lot of invites. So I've been knocking out those as fast as possible. I haven't had a chance to explain uh, or ex uh, explore much of the uh, non invites. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you in terms of the invite portion. I, I typically find myself playing two, three, four a week. And thanks to Coors Light on Friday night, I uh, gosh, I think I banged out 10, 12 invites. So nice. I think some of them were homeowners, some of them were more, you know, commercial bar players or whatnot. Uh, but I definitely find that portion exciting where all of a sudden you hit random course and you're going back to an old course that you haven't played forever, but all of a sudden there's money on the line. And it keeps it kind of fresh and new. Yep. So, as a homeowner, yep. I know you got your package delivered on Tuesday, Next correct? Day, yep. So, there were a couple of folks that sound like, I don't know if they were new to the process, who there may have been shipping delays, uh, maybe something wasn't processed properly, but uh, I, I think the vast majority of folks got their updates within a reasonable time period, whether it was overnighted, whether it was ground shipping. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think... Uh, 
I know the skipper was worried about how long his uh, regular shipping was going to take, and I know he got it, uh, I think he got it Friday. Uh, so ground, ground, or maybe it was Thursday even, um, ground from uh, Chicago to Vermont. Just a three or four day process, no biggie. That, that's uh, not bad. I mean, up in Vermont, I mean, gosh, you got to clear customs, you know, go over <laughs> a bunch of mountains and everything, you know, hauled on the backs of Sherpas. That's that's Deal with cool. the maple syrup mafia. Yeah. yeah, so Skipper's up and running. That's good to hear. I, I know he likes to do his streams. I don't know if it's still out of his garage or whatnot. Well, uh, yeah, they, we missed out on a stream last night. I think he was. He said he was pulling an extra shift for someone. Uh, oh, so really? No, no it was Saturday night uh, stream last night. So you mentioned with the new clubs and balls, you've been playing more invites as opposed to experimenting. You haven't yep. set any long putt records. You haven't played. Yes, around. I have. Oh, really? Yeah. Pen okay. Book. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's the first thing I did. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Um, and then I know Richard King was posting about using the chipper. I have not tried out the new drivers. I haven't tried out the chippers or whatnot. So I know in future podcasts we'll definitely cover that. Yep. You'll probably be a lot more insightful because. Uh, Obviously, every time I'm playing a game, that's you know money coming out of my player account. Yeah, it's tough to experiment when you're paying for your games. Yeah, I I, I know you like to uh, go Lewis and Clark, whether it's the daily or whether it's uh, homeowners with different balls, different clubs, different ball and club combinations, and so forth. So, we kind of mentioned it briefly. We talked about Pine Meadows and Crawdad. Well, this morning, Richard King and Golden Tee TV dropped a pretty big nugget. Uh, the Podmore Get Better podcast got scooped by Richard King. Uh, That's fine. Uh, this is a lot of hashtag content, so someone that's given us this much content, feel free to scoop us whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incredible technologies. If you want to give us a bunch of content, you know, we'll con- you can scoop us. Yeah, you can uh, you can CC us if you want to. You can forward it to someone else. They can publish it, and uh, we'll definitely borrow it, but then give out the credit. So. Tony, uh, if you want to do a breakdown, this kind of looks like one of Jeff McClellan's uh, little honeycombs. He used to call them honeycombs back in the day. Uh, you called it a bingo board. Yeah. So this is on, uh, I saw it on Twitter, and I don't know if he's put it on Facebook yet, but uh, I, I suspect he's going to. Um, it's, it's basically a timeline of what's going to happen, all the things that are going to happen throughout the year. Uh, so it started with, uh, he starts with November 5th in the top left corner. Uh, and that's the new new club sets, new balls, first week first week of event mode. So we've already kind of covered that last week. Uh, the next one is November twelfth. That's tomorrow, which is Beale Creek. Beale's Creek is available in real time rivals. And what we're seeing through for that is it looks like about once a month they're going to release a new course on real time rivals. So you've got November twelfth is Beale's Creek, December third is Agave, January seventh is Pembroke. Uh, February 4th is Sand Hill, and I don't know if they're never doing Catadreus or what. Oh, boy. I don't know. I just scooped Richard King. (laughs) I don't see Catadreus anywhere on here. So Uh, so we got four of the five. If I was going to guess, though, March. (laughs) Yeah, so I I haven't played any real-time rivals. Uh, I have not either. you, You can't use your player cone. I think it's more just casual mode. Yeah, casual, but casual mode at home, which actually I don't even know if I can play real-time rivals at home. I assume I can. Uh, casual mode, uh, you can use clubs and balls and tees at home, so we'll see. But but you're not swiping your player. No, 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 you're so not So all of a sudden if you hit four hole-in-ones in your round or if you're on Sandy Reef and 
you drop a 33 against John Daly, it's not going to count towards your stats. This is just more kind of assessing where your gameplay is at. Uh, As Incredible Technologies puts out these different players and real-time rivals uh, who have different skill levels, different attributes, and they're also potentially kind of showing you a roadmap of how to play Mm -hmm. certain holes uh, that you can use to help improve your game as well. Yep. For certain courses, so it's it's cool to see we got uh, four of the five at least on uh, at least on the map. Canadre, apparently John Daly is not allowed in Spain. <laughs> Passport has been revoked. Uh, but anyway, so that's the next couple major ones. Um, obviously, there's going to be a new new events mode almost every week, uh, with this week being the exception. But uh, those aren't listed here. I don't. I'm sure Richard King doesn't know all, and I'm sure Incredible Technologies doesn't know all the events that they're going to have coming up. The next major thing is. Pine Meadow debuts on Freaky Friday on January 11th. Very cool. uh, Followed by the following Monday, so January 14th, the week-long event, so events mode, on Pine Meadow. Uh, So what's interesting for me out of this is last year they released the the remastered courses to invites before they released them to anything else. Yep. Before, uh, Before they did Freaky Friday, before they did prize play events mode which didn't exist back then uh so i'm not seeing that listed anywhere on here that doesn't mean it's not going to happen um but i think that was a huge uh advantage is maybe not the right word but a huge bonus for the homeowners because yeah. like i said we play a lot of a lot of invites and so uh and we have the ability to play them for a little bit cheaper and so we got to kind of get good at the courses before the public a little bit not that they couldn't play invites yeah. they certainly were and we played i played plenty of invites against non homeowners but on rattlesnake and, and mystic but uh it was a little bit of a a little bit of a thank you i think to the homeowners yeah. so i'm curious to see if, if that's gone away this year or whether they'll they'll do the same thing again not on the schedule uh, but for sure then uh so i said january 14th week-long event on pine meadow january 11th a week or january january 21st a week later you've got pine meadow added to all formats well yeah. I, I don't know if that's real-time rivals included or not but um but uh for sure prize play Yeah, so my take on that, to your point, is I think it's pretty cool. I think, to your point, it's rewarding the homeowners for investing in IT, investing in their product, having that machine in their house, and getting kind of that sneak peek with, uh, you know, you're not not paying a per-game cost for the invite except for, what, the 35 cents or whatever? 50, yep. 50 cents. Yeah, so IT is getting a little revenue there, but then the homeowners, to your point, can get that sneak peek whereas i can get that sneak peek but all of a sudden i'm paying the fixed game cost plus the cost of the invite so it's almost turning it on even if you guys are sending free invites back and forth to each Which other we did i mean we did a d- not a ton of those but it was just like hey i want to get as many games in as, as ra- on rattlesnake as possible i'm paying 50 cents a game oh heck i'm yeah. willing to pay you know that's just kind of the price of doing business and i'm willing yeah. to and then what that ended up turning into me was i ended up you know once prize play got turned on on rattlesnake Big advantage for big advantage for Whammy. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's very cool. So going on, so February fourth, we talked about Sand Hill coming in real time rivals. But here's the exciting part: February eleventh, World's Qualifying Weekly events begin. That's uh, that's pretty vague. So they talked about how World's Qualifying would be done in events mode. We don't know if it'll be daily contests, weekly contests, and so forth. But this. This map that Richard King and Golden Tea TV put out today uh, with the information from Golden Tea and Incredible Technologies and all those folks, uh, like Tony said, th- this kind of lays out the upcoming year. This is pretty yep. exciting. I mean, they, they're basically not just looking out 
these six, seven months in advance because I'm sure they have, you know, a big whiteboard somewhere looking <laughs> years in advance. So this is... The, the, it's a lot more of, granular. Yeah, the, this, is, uh, this is definitely diving down, but as Golden Tee players, now we've got a timeline on everything. Yep. So this is pretty cool. We don't have a lot of details, but these are dates to, uh, I don't know if you're going to set a phone alarm. I'm just going to save the uh, picture from Golden Tee TV on Twitter, keep it in my phone, and just have something to look forward to. To mm-hmm. your point about homeowners having their little nuggets, uh, this is a cool little nugget to have. gives you something to look forward to in anticipation of playing, whether it's new courses or new events modes or new real-time rivals. So uh, on the topic of Worlds, we'll, we'll jump ahead just, to, just for a second in the schedule. So Worlds qualifying starts on February 11th. We have some official dates. I'm sure some people knew the, these dates already, but I think the general public did not. Uh, Golden Tee World Championships, June 21st to 23rd. Uh, now, I know that it's at the Orleans again. I think they were. Uh, we've heard that feedback through IT from the Orleans uh, that they were extremely happy with uh, how that turned out. They got way more... Uh, Action in terms of the yeah. the sports book <laughs> than they expected, and so they're they're happy to have us back. And I know that they we they that contract was signed very quickly after uh, after last year's World Championships. I, I, so I think while they were still there, yeah, June twenty first to twenty third will be the World Championships. A couple weeks later than last year, but you know, be June in June Vegas, it's going to be warm. Yeah, be, being kind of a uh, golden tea rube, I uh, I already pulled up flights this morning. Uh, How are you looking? I know you're a big Delta fan. Let's yeah. just say uh, we'll definitely wait for a little bit. Okay. We'll definitely uh, just go into kind of a holding pattern. Uh, right now, yeah, out of MSP to LAS, uh, looking a little pricey, but I'm sure that will come down, you know, Vegas in the middle of summer to your point. I don't think a lot of people, uh, unless there's a convention, not necessarily going out, out there in the winter. From Minnesota, you go during the winter. You get away from the snow, but in the summer when it's 90, 95 here and humid, uh, you're probably not going to Vegas where it's 100, 110. Well, and you're never going to get, as someone that, that flies a decent amount, you're never going to get cheap prices this far out. This far because out, Because it's yeah. going to be people that are Supply booking for demand. business. Yep. Or, or business, for business reasons. And so and the business when is I, paying when I, it off. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I fly for, for work, which is more often than flying for, you know, personal reasons, uh, you know, price doesn't really matter. I mean, ideally it's less expensive, but, you know, the the my my company's paying for it, so... Whether it's three hundred dollars or six hundred dollars, yeah, companies trying to close, you know, huge, huge accounts or whatever. To your point, the three hundred dollar flight or the six hundred dollar flight. No, we need folks going out there. So I suspect starting, uh, you know, in a couple months, we'll start to see some deals pop up, and yeah, and we'll, we'll get we'll get there cheap. Don't worry about it. Uh, now popping back to February, uh, February just after Worlds qualifying starts, Feb fourteen, Throwback Thursdays begin. Woo! So uh, those are always fun. I yeah. think they they get they end up boosting the Thursday prize pool a decent amount. By this point, you know people the the new shininess of the new courses has has worn off a little bit, and so people are looking for, like you said, Will in 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 invites. It's fun to go back and play an old course with something on the line. Heck yeah! So that's what the Throwback Thursdays are about. So Feb fourteen, we've got a date on that. Uh, Feb eighteen, we've got some new clothing. We've got a couple of those. Uh, good, I guess. My, some people are into that, some people aren't. I'm yeah. not personally into it, but whatever. My, some my, people like the new clothes. My only question about February 18th, new clothing achievements released, can I win the same shirt like 40, 50 times, or is it just going to be the one time? You, you can win it 40 or 50 times, but when they finally fix it, you won't actually have that shirt. Because that's kind of... Uh, I got pretty used to winning that, that kind of black and white, the math shirt, as we yeah, called it. That, with the with, addition with the, sign? Yeah. And so I won that about 40 or 50 times in the pre-release. 
uh, and I and it's not in my player locker. Like, <laughs> they just it's gone. I was even gonna wear it. I was like, well, it's really? tell me something. I gotta wear the shirt, just and then I couldn't ce- actually wear a it. celebratory mood. Uh, so next major thing after Feb eighteen, if we want to call it a major thing, uh, March eighth. Crawdad Swamp debuts in Freaky Friday. I'm excited for this course. More so than Pine Meadows, Crawdad Swamp was the first year I started playing. I think it was a, goodness, 2002 course, I want to say. I think I started playing in 2001. Uh, And this course owned me. Granted, back then, no balls, no no custom balls, no tees, no build bags. I mean, everyone was playing stock-stock, in essence. And at that time, you only had backspin. So you were either going quote-unquote naked at a hole or you were hitting backspin and this course just kicked my ass it'll be interesting i i I think it's interesting that they're doing pine metal first Mm -hmm. because last year they did rattlesnake first which was the more it's hard to call it more scorable the the par was way lower on or better i guess i don't know on rattlesnake compared to mystic um i'm curious to see if you know crawdad kind of holds a uh, a place in a lot of people's hearts as oh man, Crawdad, that was such a tough course. Yeah. I'd be curious to see with the trees the way that they were back then, uh, and tees and everything now, whether that course is way more easy than it oh, always I'm, would I'm be. Oh, I'm guessing. I, I think yeah, it's going to be. A- point being is, I, I'm almost curious if Pine Meadow will actually end up being the more difficult of the two in live mode. Well, we won't know for a couple months, but I'm just kind of speculating about that. Hmm. Uh, the following Monday, week-long event on Crowded Swamp. A week after that, Crowded Swamp is added to all formats. So yes. Kind of following the same uh, that same format as, as Pine Meadow, just two months. Or, yeah, two months later, uh, April first, new tee and pin positions on all courses. Now, is this just an April Fool's joke? Yeah, could I mean, be. B- because there there are some holes where the pin almost seems locked in again. Uh, tee boxes seem. To have a good disbursement, we've talked about Caddy Dreas 17 not really moving that much, maybe like 5% of the time. Yep. Uh, right now, there are definitely some holes that seem a little more locked in where you see different options on tee boxes. Caddy Dreas number 9, drivable par 5, there are four tee boxes. I think we only get the far left two, if that's correct. Mm-hmm. So opening them up, uh, the different pin positions and the different tee boxes, I, th- I think will be really cool. And I, I've, I've beaten this drum uh on this podcast many times before I, I don't understand the I mean I underst- I completely understand the new tees that was awesome last year Heck yeah. adding in the tee the brand new not 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 just using different tee boxes that already exist but adding new tee boxes that was great added a wrinkle in the middle of the year that, that very cool that really ex- expanded the interest in the game uh, it's the new pi- new pin positions that I just do not understand uh, the, the, the hole that I think of the most is Catedrias 7 so it's uh, it's drivable par 4 and you're going between the two canyon walls and it's always the tee box is pretty big but it's always kind of in between 260 and 290 yards but the pin is always 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 on the little right hand side peninsula and it open in the left hand side is much bigger it's bigger but it's a i would say it's probably a much more difficult shot oh heck yeah because you're having to cut it through the canyon rather than most of the time being able to go straight through so i just don't understand i i understand back in the day i feel like if there was some really really potentially easy pin positions they wouldn't give those out for prize play okay i disagree with it but i kind of get it uh whereas purposely not using pin positions that would be harder i don't understand at all yeah i I just don't get it uh so new t and pin positions on all courses 
on April 1st. Let's hope it's not an April Fool's joke once yes. again. Uh, April 15th, Crawdad and Pine added to daily contests. So they'll just start playing into the rotation. So we'll go yep. from a five-course rotation, you know, not including, you know, Monday mix-up and Freaky Fridays, but all of a sudden we're going to have seven in the rotation. Well, and ultimately what ends up being is it ends up being kind of a ten-course rotation, right? So you've got your seven from the actual courses. Mm-hmm. You've got your mix-up Monday, which at this point is 2019 courses. But last year for sure they started throwing – old school courses at the Mix-Up Monday. Yep. You've got Throwback Thursday, which is specifically another type of course. An, I overlooked that. Course. No, it's and then you've cool. got Freaky Friday. So you, uh, it adds a lot of variety to what is now kind of a, a, a six-course rotation. Uh, it makes it a ten-course rotation starting on April 15th. Tax Day. Uh, May 6th, classic course of the week begins. Uh, that's always fun. I think that... Heck yeah. Uh, well, make sure to get some information from uh, the guys at IT, assuming they're willing to provide it about uh, this this year's classic courses of the week. Uh, we kind of uh, we talked about that. We 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 dropped a couple little nuggets, but I think it'd be interesting to get just a little bit more information from those guys and be able to talk about what courses are the most played. Um, yeah. What I think they should do, assuming they just set this May sixth date, um, and not at oh five six. No, six five. Damn That was the 12, 12 by ten. Yeah. Anyway, inside joke. Ratio, yeah. Sorry, that was a distraction. <coughs> uh, but what would be interesting is, right? I feel like they're kind of locked into what courses they use. Um, seems to kind of be the same ones every year. Man, why not get some online content? Do a Twitter poll. Do a Facebook poll. You know. Yeah. If hey, they, if they have twenty of them, why not open three or four of them up to voting? Right. You and, know. And uh, I think that would be interesting because I think they'd get some interesting results. Well, I think it would drive engagement as well. Yep. Uh, June 3rd, more clothing. Ooh, uh, yeah. juicy. Yeah. Uh, June 21st to 23rd, again, we, we've talked about uh, going Vegas. to the World Championships. And then last one on the schedule here is July 9th, which is all tees and pins available in 2019 courses. So this is interesting. I, I don't know that we ever got that last year. Because uh, once we flipped over to the new tees, the circular tees that they added halfway through yep. the year, we never. There was a couple holes where every once in a while you get thrown back on the old tees, but they never really opened it up to like all six tee boxes. Whereas if there was three old ones and three new ones, it was never at any point all six. And so it'll be interesting. I assume that's what they mean by this uh, on July 9th here: the all tees and pins available. Yeah, I, I just wanted to flip back to a classic course of the week real quick. So that's one of my favorite times of the year. Being from Minnesota, we got the cold weather. This map looks absolutely really cool to me with all these different dates that certain things are happening within the game because up here I can't go golfing right now. I can't go, you know, rollerblading around the block or playing basketball at the basketball course. So this is the point in the year when my Golden Tee gameplay definitely ramps up. And I'm guessing some of the folks in the northern states and, you know, northern areas – are more confined to their, you know, whether it's the home editions or whether it's out in the bar, but this is really cool. And classic course of the week, definitely one of my favorite times of the year. I love having those courses, being able to go against folks back on the old school courses. And last year, that was also one of my favorite parts of the podcast was being able to bring our listeners the classic course of the week, kind of give a preview of it, 
holes to watch out for, certain tips and tricks we've done over the years, whether it's when the course was previously used in classic course of the week. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see them open up some more courses. Well, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, so when we were doing the podcast each week, doing classic course of the week preview, uh, most of the time we played like one round on it just to like, oh yeah, that's how it goes. And then mm-hmm. looked on goldenteafan.com. It'll be interesting to go back and listen to you know, the courses that are being reused again this year, which, I, again, I think is going to be quite a high percentage. They seem kind of happy with the ones that they've used over the years. I think based upon revenue numbers would be yeah. my guess. That, yeah. That's the feeling um, I get. But it'll be interesting to go back and listen to our own podcast and, and see if we agree with ourselves from a year earlier. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and you know, with new clubs and new balls, and I don't think the new clubs and new balls have, have added a ton of variety, but there could be certain things that, yeah. uh, that it would get added to. So, anyway, that's the... That was a lot of content. Thank you, Richard King, for posting that this morning. Uh, if you're ever going to post stuff, whether you're Incredible Technologies or Richard King, Sunday mornings are perfect. Yeah. Because it's right before we podcast, get all that content. So yeah. Thank big, you for that. Uh, big, big, big fan of that. So as we transition from uh, that little data dump yeah. uh, that, that was fun to bring up everyone here on the podcast... Let's move into the next tournament. So we've touched upon it a little bit before. We'll do a little bit of a bigger breakdown. It's a tournament I've never been to. Yeah, we have we're down the, to three weeks away. Yeah, we have the Houston Open coming up, secondaried with the secondary tournament, which if you've played in at least two power events tournaments this year, we have the Top Gun and the Little Gun. Which one you, uh, Sorry, which tournaments have you been to this year? I've been to Sussex, Wisconsin, yeah. and then I'll be at the Houston okay. one. So you'll get, so, I mean, I knew you were at Wisconsin. I, was just, I couldn't remember if you had gone to a different one besides that. Yeah, so, so I think... Two. Yeah, so I, I think I'm kind of on the cusp of potentially getting in the Top Gun, Little Gun tournament. Being that I've only been to one this year, uh, I don't know if we've touched upon it, but Houston... The first portion, the Houston Open, will be my second. Yep. So then I have the potential to get into the secondary tournament because there's the two tournament minimum of the well, no, Top Gun, Little Gun. We might need to clarify this. I think since you've been to two, I think you're automatically in at least the Little Gun. No, I think I've only been to one. I've well, only been... But you will have been to two. Once okay. I wasn't sure. I, how assuming that you works. don't sleep through the Houston Open, okay. the regular portion. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, because I know that the Top Gun, which we've talked about, is the the top 32 point earners from the year. whether But you have to have been to at least uh, two tournaments, including Houston. So yep. so most of the people in the top 32 would have would have probably been to two, unless yep. there was somebody that just went to Houston, won it. You know, I think that's a pretty unlikely scenario. But, uh, but uh, so anyway, I, I think, but my impression is that spots 33 and on, if you've been to two, you're automatically in the low gun. Okay, I. But I don't know that. I'll maybe we'll check on that and 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 clarify that next week. Obviously, for sure, it's at least thirty three through sixty four. Gotcha. It's got to be at least that, and. But I'm curious to to know if it literally is everybody above place thirty three. But you placed high enough in uh, Wisconsin. What did you get in Wisconsin? Twenty. Oh, like, I I beat you, and then uh, then I lost my next one. Sorry. The, the uh, look on Whammy's face. He's whoo. He hit the pin. He had me beat. That's all right. I hate that course. <laughs> Calypso. <laughs> Goodbye, Calypso. Die. Uh, but anyway, so point being is I think you're for sure in at least a little gun. Um, and and I think you for sure have a chance to get into the top gun. And it depends a little bit on who shows up, right? If you get yeah. 31 of the top 32 going into the tournament showing up, then there's not going to be a ton of people that are jumping in. Not much wiggle room, uh, yeah. But if, uh, you know, 24 of the 32, top 32 show up, then... Uh, and the and the prizes, 
last year actually Houston was my only PEGT event. So I, I went, I still wanted to go, but I knew that I couldn't get into the Top Gun or Lil Gun. Um, but I was, so Will wrote down the, the prizes for the Top Gun here. We've talked about the prize for the Lil Gun. There, there are some actual cash prizes, but then the big prize for the Lil Gun is the winner of that gets the World Championship invite, Ooh. which is awesome. World Championships in Vegas, like we talked about, June 21st to the 23rd. I've already scoped out tickets, but just so, thinking about Vegas. So if you already have plans that weekend, don't bother winning the Lil Gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, the prizes for the, again, this is a free roll. This is just on top of, this is... Uh, money from all the previous events throughout the year has gone to fund the Top Gun, uh, the tournament, of cha- the 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 end of the year player of the year tournament, which they call the Top Gun. First place twenty eight hundred, second place two thousand, fifteen hundred, eleven hundred, but all the way down, even seventeenth to twenty fourth gets one hundred and eighty bucks. I mean, again, this is free roll. Yeah, uh, that's. I really feel like cool. these are a little bit higher than in years past. I suspect this because they've had more attendance than in years past. I, yeah, I think strictly based on attendance, I think, what, 10% of your entry fee goes to fund this Top Gun Little Gun event. Yeah, and these are estimates. I think it's going to be ba- – ultimately, the numbers are going to be based on how many people show up to Houston the, for the main event. Yeah, um, and, and right now, uh, as of five days ago, looking at Steve Sobel's post on Facebook, on the Golden Tee Fan page on Facebook, there were 104 people signed up. I know a couple had dropped off, but Steve had done a really good job of updating it, I think. Two, three folks dropped off. Two, three folks added back on. So I, I think don't, Am I even on that list? I don't even know. Uh, I mean, yes, you I'm are. I'm going. But <laughs> yeah, uh, you were on top of me. I believe you were number 98. I was number 99. He added on four or five more players to get to that. Maybe he listened number. to the podcast last week, and he just added us to the list. Uh, but ultimately, what happens with these tournaments, I think, is we're at 104 now. We're three weeks out. Between now and the actual event, that number will probably climb by 15 to 20. I'm hoping. And then at the end, it'll drop. By five or ten, right? There's five or ten guys that say they're going to show up and then don't show up. So I suspect we're going to end up around 115, which I think we're always kind of right around that hundred number at Houston. Uh, I know that last year the the uh, the owner of uh, the bar Marv, I believe Marv, yep, said he would uh, contribute uh, ten thousand if we got over a hundred guys, and I think we just barely got over a hundred. So it looks like we're if history is our guide here i think that we for sure will get over 100 this year cuz there'll be some ad, some people that add at this point and then a couple people that drop off so yeah so speaking of marv this is a tournament i've never been to but this is at a it's called Jake's Sports Bar Used which to be Jake's Philly Steaks yeah which Jake's Sports Bar has its own website which is jakesportsbar.com so there we go so with the 104 people signed up uh, Power Events has posted on their webpage that there's a guaranteed $7,500 add to this tournament. So nice. I would assume, to your point, based on previous years, if that we can get over 100 folks showing up to this tourney, he's going to bump that up to 10 grand, which I think Could would be. be awesome. Even if he doesn't, even and, even 7,500 is a really nice add. Right? Yeah. I think that's probably still. I don't. I don't have the exact numbers, but I suspect that's if not the highest, pretty close to the highest ad of any of the events throughout the year. And there, there's some reason for that, right? This is probably the most attended historically event. Um, but uh, Yeah, so, so to even drive further attendance, this is something Power Events does for every tournament. If you're a player who's never been to a live Power Events Golden Tee Tour tournament, find someone to vouch for you. Power Events gives out twenty five, excuse me, twenty dollar referral. So if you're a new player, you're coming in, you're already getting some of your games paid for, and they have a host of events. Goodness, I want to say Thursday night is a closest to the pin tournament. I believe mm-hmm. Friday they do a 
gosh, was it a doubles tournament during the day, a handicap satellite entry into the main tournament. So I, myself, you and I were flying in the same flight Friday afternoon. I'm going to miss the CTTP. I'm going to miss the little Friday morning doubles tournament. But then Friday night, I can turn my $25 into a free roll into the main event. Yep. So I, I can gain entry into that main event with 7500 or potentially 10000 added to that pot on a Friday night satellite tournament. Yeah, I think what the only... I, I always kind of regret that I can't make it to the closest of the pin. That I, It's almost always on Thursday night. Yeah, those are fun. Um, you know, my history of closest to the pin contests at Golden Tee tournaments is, is pretty sparse. I think I've probably been to one for a PEGT event. It's just tough to ask... Uh, you know, with family family uh, stuff going on, it's tough to take that many days off. The only time I can really specifically remember it is uh, Vegas last year, and uh, I'd like to say I made history. Might have been more Dave Sandmeyer than me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Seeing your reaction on that video just always makes me happy. You know, they talked about Kevin Lindsay and Adam Kramer, I believe, were the ones doing the broadcasting. Matt Van Hoosier was on the MC, but. I think, you know, word had kind of gotten around the room that if Dave beat you, he was going to be the furthest non-qualifier, thus giving him the world's pass. And to see the look on your face, I mean, you may have got paid out 100 bucks, and if you had beat him, your prize payout may have gone to 150 I don't know what it was. You may have made an extra 50 or 75 bucks. Right. But when he hit that and the ball started checking back on the green to see your reaction and you put both arms in the air... I thought that was so cool because it wasn't about you winning, but him hitting a good shot and how much he had talked about that going in, how bad he won that spot. And for you to be part of that was really cool. No, it was great. I was happy to be a part of it. Uh, great moment for him. Uh, I was just happy to be a part of it. So, uh, but anyway, but I guess ultimately the point being is go to there, is a lot, there is a lot of fun to be had at these closest to the pin events. Uh, it'd be... It'd be It'd be awesome if once in a while they'd mix it. I know why they do it on Thursday, because they want to get more people in. I get it. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to mix it up every once in a while. And I think the majority of players get in on Friday. It'd be yeah. nice to do it on a Friday night one of these times. But anyway. Yeah, so so your phone's blown up. Yeah, we, Kevin we, we Lindsay. Kinda co- we we kind of covered the Houston tournament. Definitely get out to the Houston tournament. I'm excited. It's going to be my first time there. If you're a new player, get down to Houston. A uh, bunch of guys, maybe a few girls, I don't know, uh, participating in this, but... These tourneys are a blast. Steve, Paige, Russ, Dan, the Power Events Golden Tee Tour team, runs a great show. Everything is to a T. Steve yep. might Steve might get a little cranky, but he wants to keep things going yep. because he's not worried if you're out having a cigarette. His job is to keep this tournament going on time, and I'll be, I'll be damned if, if they don't run a great event that goes on time, which is how they can bump two tourneys into the same weekend here. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, like Will said, my phone's been blowing up. Uh, we got uh, we got some hot information, hot off the presses from Ke- Kevin Lindsay. Kevin Lindsay's awake. It's eleven twenty on Sunday morning. Is it eleven twenty? Yeah, oh, I gotta get going pretty soon. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we better. We've been talking for a lot longer than I thought we we might this week. Anyway, so I got some information on the daily contest this week. Nice. Uh, we've got today, which we uh, I've already played Sandhill nine hundred. Uh, mix up Monday tomorrow, if I remember correctly from last week. Hold on, let me get that information out of the. Uh, Podmore get better drawer here. Uh, it is up a little bit from last week. So mix up Monday is, uh, it doesn't say what, uh, oh, interesting on this. So a lot of information here. Sorry, I got to process all this. Uh, <laughs> course is, of course it says mixed holes. So last week we knew what course it was. I don't know what course it is this week. Interesting on the graphic that Kevin sent us, it says sponsor, not available. 
Uh, so no sponsor, but there's never any sponsors that I know of. So it'll be interesting if that's something they're looking to add. A uh, little breaking news there. Uh, daily contest on Tuesday, Pembroke, 1200. Uh, Agave Ranch on Wednesday, 1304. These are down a little bit from last week, actually. Um, uh, the Thursday is Sandhill. Again, we're doing a lot of Sandhill. Um, at 1488. Wait, am I off a day? No, no, you're good. Oh yeah, uh, I I'm gonna choose not to believe the information on this uh, on this message. Sorry, Kevin, uh, because according to this, our Freaky Friday is on Catadreus, and I don't believe it. I, well, I, I'm I'm guessing that's the natural rotation. Obviously, right. it'll be a Freaky Friday. I don't know if it'll be you know toughest golden tea holes or you know desert course or sand course yeah. tree course anything like that but what was it 4226 so that's a that's a pretty solid yeah. freaky friday so uh yeah last freaky was last last friday's freaky friday was pretty fun it was the ultimate uh 2017 ultimate score 2017 uh i ended up playing about 10 will you played a little bit less than that happened Seven. To get a, happened to get a score pretty early yeah uh it was pretty fun though par ended up kind of being 39 Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, there was for sure the the Pine Meadow I think it was or not Pine um, Pine Coast uh, hole thir- uh, hole ten the drivable par five was always drivable yeah and then there was a couple that were just borderline so the teal hole which was normally like hole fourteen the very once in a while drivable par five happened to be drivable in that setup uh, it was tough though you had to thread a fine thread a fine line on that. Uh, and then um, Sandy Reef, Sandy Reef hole like 15, that par five ended up kind of being borderline drivable. I was never on the green, but I had lots of decent chips at it. Uh, so ultimately, what ended up being probably a, just a two hole out from Meow, uh, a 41 won it, uh, another 41 from Haas. Uh, we noticed no JoJo on the leaderboard. Uh, JoJo just had a kid. Yeah. So, so congratulations to him for that. Congratulations to the rest of us. For not having JoJo in the daily contest all week. Yeah, I feel like I'm moving. Uh, and, and as I've noticed, I've noticed that when JoJo's been gone, Meow has really, you know, the gossip, just Ev, not just Evan, but the whole gossip family has really been on fire. Oh, goodness. And, you know, uh, hopefully that, I, I kind of want that fire thing to continue, but but maybe not. Yeah, so, goodness. Uh, I, I know Paige was posting, you know, you know, November blessings and giving thanks back, and she was thanks, you know, Thanking you know her, fi- her fireplace, and all of a sudden I I was banging golden tea games last night. I saw Evan on the course, but then I go home, go to bed. There was an update on her Facebook page that their damn chimney's on fire. Evan's too hot. Yeah, too hot. Heating up his household and the golden tea machine. Can't wait for JoJo to get back on oh, there so he can cool goodness. down a little bit. Yeah. So unfortunately, this week we don't have uh, Andy Fox's picks in. We're gonna try. He's to on wreck. vacation. Yeah. He's he he's a worldwide traveler, going on cruises with his wife and uh, his family here. But we're gonna do a quick. Are you smarter than Fox? But this week it's gonna be no whammies. We we don't want your wallet taking a whammy. So Tony Johnson whammy was two and zero last week. So we're going to transition over to you, Tony. So uh, t- just a couple of gems again. <laughs> Last Sunday, Sunday night's game was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday night game is, uh, if anything, a little bit below average. So we've got Dallas at Philly. Uh, the line there is Philly minus 7.5, and, and the over-under is 44.5. Uh, we don't have any detailed uh, write-up from Andy, but uh, I think, you know, with Dallas's, Dallas's – 
Dallas this year, actually what's interesting is both of these teams traded for a, a semi-elite wide receiver in the last couple weeks. We've got Philly yeah. that got Golden Tate, and we've got Dallas that had traded for Amari Cooper. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the benefit that Philly gets from Golden Tate is better than Dallas getting Amari Cooper because Dallas laid an egg last Monday night. Are they? Do we just put Dallas on national TV every week? God, America's when team. can we stop doing that? Because it's just leading to these terrible matchups. Uh, but ultimately, we got Philly minus seven and a half. These division games, I always think, are a little bit closer than we think they're going to be. Yeah. So I'm going to, especially since that the extra half. I love that extra half. Uh, while I don't like Dallas to win at all, I think Dallas keeping it within seven and a half. So I'm going to take Dallas plus seven and a half here. Uh, I think that they will uh, keep it semi-close as these division games usually are. Uh, then Monday night, just a true stinker. One of the worst games of the year. <laughs> The the one and seven New York Giants at the two and seven San Francisco 49ers. And the only reason the San Francisco 49ers actually moved up from one and seven to two and seven was Mullins' performance last week. Against another one win team, Oakland. Yeah. Boy, what can I get San Francisco's schedule? Oh Jeez. goodness. Uh somehow they've got the worst schedule in the league and still are only two and seven. Uh so the lines there are San Fran minus three and a half and the over under uh, 45. So we got Mullins. Uh, Mullins had a pretty good game last week against, granted, a team that didn't look like they wanted to be there, even though they only had to travel across the uh, San Francisco Bay. Yeah, road game. Yeah. Uh, so we've got San Fran minus three and a half. <sighs> I'm a little torn on this one. I feel like the only reason San Fran is that big of a number is because Mullins had a decent game last week. I think there's a little tape on him now. I think that New York, even though they're complete trash and are trading and releasing all of their players. With the uh, exception of Saquon Barkley. With the exception of Saquon Barkley. I expect a big game out of Saquon Barkley. If there's a if there's a prop for Saquon Barkley this game, uh, I'd go the over, whether it's yards or touchdowns. Uh, but I'm gonna and I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the one and seven New York Giants. Ooh, that plus, pains you to say. Plus, I, can, I can see it. Plus three and a half. Uh yeah, plus three and a half, I'll take the New York Giants. Uh, and actually, you know what? I might bet the money line on this. Whatever, I don't know what the money line is. We don't have that written down. It's probably like, with a line of three and a half, it's probably like plus 140, plus 150. I'd probably go money line and under. I think this is going to be like a like a 17 to 13 kind of game. Giants yeah, these, uh, these games, I mean, we got Dallas-Philly, classic matchup. You go back, well, they're not... Technically, division rivals, New York Giants, San Francisco 49ers. That's, uh, you know, that has Mark Bavaro and all those guys from back in the day, Phil Sims, Joe Montana. Uh, so to wrap this up quick, I actually think that Philly is going to take care of Dallas. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go gonna against. You're going to give the 7.5. I'm, I'm going to give the 7.5, and 7.5 and and is just an absolute gross number. Six you, and buy that, you could buy that half point. Oh, Trust me, there are options for that. But uh, for the purposes of this podcast and uh, just our listeners, I'm going to take Philly 7.5. I got a bad feeling about it, but Dallas, I, I just can't do it with Dallas anymore. Flipping over to the New York Giants and San Fran, Tony, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take the Giants in 3.5. I'm definitely going to spy that money line. For the Giants here, I think even San Fran at home, they don't have folks who show up in the stands, even for a nationally televised game like this. Uh, New York, I think we could see this as like a 50-50 crowd, where if New York gets some momentum 
and they're getting those three and a half points, yes, I think it'll be a close game. But even in the money line, I think the Giants straight up to win, much less getting three and a half. All right. Well, uh, that'll that'll uh, that'll do it. I gotta I gotta get home here pretty soon. Uh, that'll wrap up the podcast for this week. Oh, Certainly yeah. went a lot longer than I. Th- it was the big data dump from Richard King. Thank you so much. That got us about <laughs> 25 minutes worth of content. Yeah, uh, always looking for content. Kevin Lindsay, Adam Kramer, Don Pescone. You can CC us on those emails or just straight up, you got our numbers, you got our messenger, send it over. If you don't want Elaine to know that you sent me the email, then feel free to blind CC me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we'll take anything we can get. Uh, again, no events mode this week. We'll be back at it. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more details on the events mode when we talk next Sunday. We will not have a Smarter Than a Fox next Sunday because he will still be on vacation. So the, we'll he either have to go back to the no whammy uh, picks, or if, Will, you have a better week than I do this week, we'll, we'll go to the uh, Jesus Freaks or uh, Pray for Jesus yeah. picks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that'll wrap up the podcast. Uh, enjoy the games this week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Sign up for Houston. Yeah, get to Houston. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.